Out, yeah, record it. Clap on four. One, two, three. <laughs> oh, let's see. I sure wish old Ben Maddox would have answered his phone instead. Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Moraga. With me today, once again, primary guest host, Dan Hughes. Hello, Dan! Hello! Hello! It's lovely to see your joyful yellow face. Like like, like the sunshine in the Teletubbies shining out at me. That's what it looks like. It's not yellow, it's brown. That is brown. that jaundiced face. Let's <laughs> see, I'm drinking my whiskey right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, welcome to episode two of As the World Spurns, the podcast about two hosts spurned by their partners of their other podcasts. So here we are together yet again. The Losers Club. That's what we like to call ourselves. The Losers Club. And not only have I been spurned by my own podcasting host, I'm with Dan Hughes' secondary option uh, to Cora. Yeah. I was trying to get Cora and Dan said, she said, nope. Yep. She knows her own mind. She's too too busy downstairs on her latest obsession, which I'm loath. What is that? Well, I'm loath to tell you because I'm stealing the scoop from the uh, the Spreadly Board podcast. Which I'm. uh, When does this go out, Gabby? Wednesdays. Wednesdays. We'll have released before then. Rubik's cubes. She's obsessed with Rubik's cubes at the moment. Oh really? Welcome to the '80s, Cora. Exactly. Exactly. She's got her her. I don't know if this is an 80s thing, but those straw that with glasses? You put glasses on and then you, you suck through the straw and it, the liquid goes through the glasses. Yeah, is that an yeah, 80s thing? Yeah. I think, well, I remember them. And what, what, were, what were those glasses with the Venetian blinds? Oh, those were 90s. I think those were 90s. Yeah. Cool, cool Dog and the Dweebs. He had one of them. Yeah, and some uh, Hobie clothing or OP, Ocean Pacific. I used to have many a uh, brightly colored neon short and shirt I would wear as a young man. And what about Global Hypercolor? Did you have some Global Hypercolor t-shirts? Is that the stuff that changed when you got hot or cold? Yeah, the ones that, that glow bright pink underneath yeah. your armpits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere you got hot. Yeah, yeah everywhere yes. you got, all, all the places where there's sweat stains normally. I don't think I had one of those. Oh, I did. I had one where he was in a, a zoot suit like a blues brother. And then when it was warm, oh yeah, he came in Bermuda shorts, baby. The black disappeared, <laughs> and he's in Bermuda shorts, and I was cool. Yeah, baby. Wow. That and my Tasmania that... t-shirt drove the women wild. What year was that? 1994, 95? Something like that. I'll have been 18 years old. Uh, well, 17 years old. Just just in charge of my own clothing budget for my parents. Um, and the, the reins were handed over to me. Did you have a significant other at that time in your life? I did. Yes. You did? I did. I had a girlfriend once, even before I was married. Once? Yeah. Yeah. How many girlfriends did you have before you were married? This is none of your business. Two. (laughs) Really? Two, unless you count my wife as well, in that case, three. You old gigolo. uh, Yeah, well, you know, I'd like to... Man about town, were you? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Must have been the zoot suit. Bahama shorts. I was bringing the board gamers average up. Oh yeah, I uh, two I, girlfriends. That's normally enough for five different board gamers. So, 
I, uh, my wife is my one and only. She was my first and my last. Now, that's not to say I didn't have many a people clamoring after me. Yes. I was just too ignorant and foolish to understand body language. Ah. I remember my, my best friend's cousin. She was an attractive uh, gal. She leaned in to kiss me on the lips, Dan. She leaned in to kiss me on the lips. Yeah. What did I do? Chaste man that I am. I turned to my cheek. Ah. Were you going out with your wife or to be wife? <laughs> no, no, so you were free no. and single. I was free and single. I was just an idiot. I just I don't know. I had I literally had no clue about signals, relationship, no. girls, nothing. We've all nothing. got we've all got stories like that, Gabby. I, I I used to do this volunteer thing where I used to to work on a suicide hotline when I was in my in university, and um and there was one particular fellow volunteer who every shift I was on, which is once a week, used to come in and bring me puddings and, and desserts that she'd made herself homemade. And I thought, oh, isn't she nice? What a nice, <laughs> what a nice friend she is. And I, I even thought, I find her really attractive, but I daren't ask her out. It's no, like, that's, that's what's, what yeah, an I, idiot. I feared tremendously ever being rejected. So I just, I never did that. I never initiated. In fact, with my wife, she initiated it. I, I I just was along for the ride. We're just a couple of idiotic men. That's all. Yeah. We, 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 were, we were blind to our sheer animal magnetism. That's what it was, <laughs> Gabby. Oh, I we yearned for those days when I had hair. Back in the hair days, I call them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, hair today, gone tomorrow. Yeah, I sat going bald when I was like 20. So I'm, I'm not that bothered. Never bothered I was me. In my, I was in my 30s when I started uh, thinning. See. You see, that that was associated with aging then, wasn't it? Well, I always thought, well, I'm bald at 20. It's the Steve Martin thing. You know, Steve Martin was going white at the age of 20, so he, he never really associated it with aging for him. He just, he's a man with white hair. My, uh, my mother had thin hair, and they say you get it from, I don't know how true this is, genetics, but I've always heard you get it from your mother's side of the family. Because my dad and my brother still have full, luscious heads of hair. Have you done a paternity test? Are you really? <laughs> Could this be? Our milkman, however, was bald. <laughs> uh, so I had I had one story here. Recently, there was a bird named Thor that let a kangaroo named Baxter loose into the wilds of Louisiana. And he was hopping down the road in East Baton Rouge. So... A kangaroo was running loose in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, which is quite a sight. A, because I think... Is that it? I think it's a... It, hold on! I haven't gotten to my puns yet, so hold on. Okay. All right, okay. Ah, oh, jeez. God forbid I hold my... Don't get hopping mad. God forbid... God forbid... You can't beat me to it! <laughs> I've got there first. God, heaven forbid I pick up my phone and look at it while you're on here. Yeah, out of your pouch. Well, <laughs> pouch. <laughs> Kangaroos have pouches. Pouch. <laughs> well, my first issue is, okay, well, actually, they captured the kangaroo. It wasn't that big of a story. And it, it being, it is an, it's an exotic animal. I don't think they were even supposed to have him in the first place. So he got shipped back, I believe. But my issue is his name, Baxter. Back to Australia. Back to Australia where it should come from. Get back. <laughs> Get back where you came from, kangaroo. Yeah. Go back to your own country. That's what I say. But they, who, what? I was only, jo I was only Joey, Joey King about that, by the way. <laughs> I'm not really racist. I was only Joey King. <coughs> oh. 
I just, I just oh. wanted to to make a quick book. Book books are male kangaroos. Maybe. Really? I don't, I don't know. know that. I think they are. I don't know. Yeah. Wallabies. Yeah. Well, I was going to counter your. That's a baby, right? No, you idiot. A wallaby is an entirely different species of marsupial. Oh, it is. Yeah. A wallaby. There's there's wild wallabies around me. That's why I was going to counter your rubbish, Louisiana. You have kangaroos in England. We do. Yes. No. No. Not 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 nat- not natural kangaroos. So did they commit crimes? And those are the ones they also sent off to Australia. It was an exchange. It was an exchange program. <laughs> we we sent them the criminals. They came back with the the wallabies. Now wallabies is it's like a smaller kangaroo, but it's a separate species. I don't know if they can breed. I doubt it. Um, but there are wild wallabies on the moors around my house. That's because they've escaped from the wild, and the moors happen to be quite a good place for them to survive, apparently. So so you do see a wallaby very, very periodically around us. You're seeing them on the moors less and less. No, you see, the Joey King pun, Joe Joey King was really good. Well, you and never let me get to my thing. His name was Baxter. Who names the kangaroo Baxter? Uh, the uh, Gone. Baxter, no, don't, you act like I'm, I'm, no, I'm just saying, it irritated me that this kangaroo's name was Baxter. Baxter sounds like some old white guy with his uh, sweater laid upon his shoulders with a tennis racket in his hand, ready to go play. Yes. Nobody names the kangaroo. I was thinking, why not a name like Reuben or Rupert? Something kangaroo related. That's the that's the direction that you're you're going. Even even Rupert would be ready better than Baxter. Okay, this is interesting. Okay, Boomer. Do you know why I'm saying that? Okay, Boomer, because a Boomer is a male kangaroo. As an Oklahoma native, I, I we usually associate different things with Boomer. Boomer sooner. That was a real flyer of a pun, wasn't it? Because a flyer is a female kangaroo. Your Australian listeners are going to be rolling oh on the God. floor in absolute <laughs> hysterics. <laughs> their the corks are going to be coming uh, off the hats and all sorts. It's going to be. A, <laughs> it's they're going to be in absolute fits of tears. They'll be asking for your qualifications. Oh ho ho! Oh ho And I don't even have that one written down. That one's in my brain. What? What? Kang a- Kong. Kang Kong. That should be his name. So have you written these puns down? So you've actually spent time thinking about them? No, I just came up with that. Sometimes I do write things down. Like, for instance, I wrote down here, Wordle the board game, Dan. Excited? I know you love Wordle. Wordle the board game. Uh, no, I'm going to have to block you on Facebook for a month. Did you know that was a thing? I can, I could, I could see it being a thing. It, it, it's an easy cashing, isn't it? I mean, I don't know what you... Uh... To me, it, it, the only way it would work is if everybody has to start off with the same word, and then it's a race to see who gets there the fastest. Yeah, well, that's probably how it works, isn't it? Well, we'd have to. Otherwise, it's stupid. I don't. I'm overwordle. I'm so overwordle. Everyone's overwordle. My family's not. We have a family thread where everyone does their wordle every day and posts it. Wordle. As as a dyslexic man, things like wordle let, make me feel left out. Therefore, I I sulk. I hate wordle. You think it, you, you think it says world. <laughs> that's it yeah i was terrified at christmas you know being dyslexic because i was i thought satan was coming down my chimney <laughs> oh are you really dyslexic yeah 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 jerry is dyslexic as well oh right okay I didn't realize that. So y'all, are, y'all get more and like more and more alike you day. take that back you take <laughs> more that more back like, 
you're yelling at me. Yep, you're just like Jerry. <laughs> and I'm drinking beer. Well, I imagine Jer- Jer- Jerry would be on the uh, the cocaine by now. Um, I bet Jerry didn't know a male kangaroo's called a boomer. I still don't think that's... I'm not entirely sure that's true. Fake news is what you're saying. Fake news. Yeah, it can be a book or a boomer, apparently. They have funny words for things to Australians. I'm Australian as well. Did you know I was Australian? No, but it doesn't surprise me. You sound kind of like it. <laughs> well, that's not true at all, but... but yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah! Every time I try to do an English accent, it always goes into Australian. Okay, go on then. Do your Australian accent. Actually, I wanted to hear you do an American accent, because I don't think I've heard you. No, I, I refuse. I refuse. Because I'm not, I'm not insensitive. I don't, <laughs> I don't mock the afflicted. Oh, <laughs> It's not my place to come round here and 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 tease the the unfortunates. No, I I, I can't do accents. Uh, see, that's so weird that like American is not even an accent to me. Like it just sounds like, especially like people from the I'd say Midwest or West. To me, they I don't even hear an accent. Well, yeah, I, I can understand that. I mean, like Mike Mike Delizio doesn't have an accent to me. Well, he does, doesn't he? Everyone has an accent. You idiot. You but, sound like I mean, I you guess... sound like Foghorn Leg like Foghorn <laughs> T Leghorn or whatever his name is. I say, boy, how dare you? <laughs> say, yeah. Oh, you, your eyes rolled back into the back of your head. Then like I was were, thinking like that, that's what I do when I think. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm searching for thoughts back there somewhere. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so you, uh, let's see. I'm, I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, I have one more. This will post in two weeks from recording. So your sporadically what? bored episode will be safe. Two weeks from recording. That's ages away. Well, I do have one in the bank, but that's it. And it's impossible to get with Jerry before then. So okay. I'm I'm preparing ahead of time. That, okay. I'm always thinking of the listeners, Dan. In that case, I can tell you that there's going to be a Core Quest expansion. No one no one had guessed it from my last Ha-ha! appearance. Got you. Thing. I'm yep. posting it this Wednesday. Oh, no! <laughs> Foiled again. I've been really? outsmarted by a buffoon. Um, you can, you kind of said it last time. I did, but don't tell, don't tell. I had to, I had to keep it. Um, I had to exclusively reveal it on the Dice Tower Summer Spectacular, which is why I couldn't say it before. Um, ah, okay. No, I, 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 they, I won't post this for yeah. two weeks. Oh, it's all right. It's going to be on Thursday coming up, so so that's fine. So is uh, is it going to be Kickstarter? Is Bright Eye doing it or what? Um. <coughs> Um, yes and yes. Well, sort of yes and yes. Yes, it's going to be Kickstarter. Me and Gary are running the Kickstarter, and then we're going to hand it over to Bright Eye to do the fulfilling and stuff like that. So it's it's they're going to do all the logistical stuff, which is basically still Mark Cook. So it's exactly the same as what happened with the original game. So um, so but he's now doing it under the guise of Bright Eye Games. Is there something that is game changing, or is it just additional things that are in the base game? No, no, it's game changing, baby. Game changing. It is now set in the Dune universe. Um, oh my and god! <laughs> and there's going to be zombies, and there's some Star Dune Wars quest. stuff. Dune there Quest is going to be cool. No, uh, Marvel's Avengers Dune Quest Core it's, Quest. It's all minis. There's going to be 700 add-ons, and uh, the all-in is going to be seven thousand dollars. Oh yeah, baby. That's the big box. That that that's the big box. Yeah, and that's just a life-size mini of me. <laughs> you just you're just gonna you're gonna re- clone Cora and send copies of her with every uh, box exactly and she'll do the Rubik's cube for you. Um, no, there's gonna be you can you, you're gonna have to level up your characters. Um, previously we didn't add a 
leveling up system or a campaign system in the thing. Uh, but now we have. So there's going to be more of everything and you can level up your characters, basically. And there's going to be new Very environments nice. within the dungeons. There's going to be slime pits and, and ice caverns and various other things. It's all, it's all quite exciting. I'm quite excited about it. But I won't, I'm, I'm not here to plug that, so I, I do apologize. Did you have these ideas when you were creating the original or did this come upon you later? No, no. They came upon us later. By popular demand is the uh, the, the campaign system. That was one of the, the criticisms people had, that they couldn't keep their equipment through, and they couldn't level up their characters and things like that. So I thought, well, okay, that's fine. And then there's loads of new adventures and stuff like that, which which were, which were which, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. <laughs> and if you want to know more about it, then you can join our mailing list on CoraQuest.com. There you go. That's or all check I- out the video. Or check is the out- video going to be posted before this podcast comes out? Um. Yeah, yeah, on, on the Dice Tower Summer Spectacular video. But, to be honest, it'll just say exactly what I've said. It's only a four-minute video. So so go to CoreQuest.com and that will tell you when it's launching. That's the, that's the issue. You need to know when it's launching because you need to know when to press buy 30 copies. So you, you have purchased the domain, CoreQuest.com. Oh, yeah, baby. We've had it for ages. You pay on that, you pay on that every year? Every month. Every month? Yeah. Just oh. in case, you know, it all falls through. You never know. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's an established game. I think you're safe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? So uh, we were discussing before the podcast. Uh, much to my dismay, I live in Texas, so we're used to ridiculous amounts of heat. Uh, I remember the summer of he was either ninety seven or ninety eight. There was like twenty or thirty straight days of a hundred degree weather. Well, apparently, we're shooting for that record. But we have air conditioning. Dan was saying you don't have air conditioning. Um, no, I don't think any. I don't know anybody re- in a residential house that has air conditioning. The only places that have air conditioning are generally supermarkets um, have air conditioning. Even hospitals don't have air conditioning. So what do you do when it gets hot? Open a window, turn on a fan. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. Well, it generally doesn't get as hot as it gets in Texas. So what you do when you get hot is you complain very loudly. About how hot it is. That's usually you, you so walk around what, saying it's it's too hot. It's too hot. What's what's your general temperature? Um, well, I see, mean, uh, before no, climate change. No, right in summer, your general temperature is probably around twenty degrees Celsius. So now we have to type oh, Celsius to Fahrenheit. Siri. Into Hey, Siri, what's 20 degrees Celsius and Fahrenheit? 20 degrees Celsius is 68 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, wow. 68 degrees, that's nice. That's a little chilly. Uh, not that chilly, but yeah, between so I'd say about between 20 and 25, that's your kind of normal summer temperature. It will sometimes get up to 30. So that's like San Francisco-type weather. Yeah, the, 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 there's there's three places in the, U, in the world that has the UK type of climate. There's Seattle... Um, there's the UK and there's New Zealand. They all share a same kind of climate, just kind of really temperate. Is that because they're on the same latitude or whatever that line is? That no, I, 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 um, no, Gabby, it's not. <laughs> what? what? How dare you? How dare you laugh at me? Because because uh, because it just it, it just. Your knowledge of geography has entertained me. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's, I th- I th- it must be like sea conditions and various, you know, streams and you know, like it's, uh, uh, climate streams and stuff like that. But um, but yes, it's going to be hundred and 
the forecast is it's going to be 104 Fahrenheit here on Tuesday, which is the hottest it will have ever been in the UK. Um, and we are all quite worried about it. I'm particularly worried about it. I'm working. Uh, and I'm going to be walk, driving around in my car, which does have some air conditioning, although it's, I've never maintained it and it's 10 years old. So not a great deal of air conditioning. A life without air conditioning is like just beyond a person from my area's comprehension. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why people go, people in like Texas, stuff when they hear our temperatures will say, will mock us. Oh, well, it's, but can you imagine, it's about always being that temperature. It's not, there's no escape from that temperature. That's why we're all very worried about the, the, uh, the very high temperatures, which is, um, very much global warming, and I suppose we're going to need to get used to it, but it's pretty terrifying. So, yeah, the no- hottest it normally gets here is 86 Fahrenheit. That's kind of your your hot day. Yeah, I need to move north. I, 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 I despise the heat with every fiber of my being. I hate sweating because, uh, for instance, I was inside my air-conditioned home yesterday, but my recliner chair, which apparently gets too used, and this may be the reason I'm uh, slightly overweight, but I broke part of it. So I was trying to drill a screw into it yesterday. I tipped the chair over, <laughs> drilled a screw in there. Oh, I, I that's a shame. I had, I had a vision of you tipping it over while lying <laughs> Well, no. It. We did that as well, and that's the reason it required screws. Uh-huh. I kind of flopped down a little too hard and knocked it backwards. So in the process of me taking a drill and putting three screws into this chair, I was sweating profusely. Yeah. As if I was doing jumping jacks in the attic, it makes no sense. I sweat profusely. Thus, I want to move to the north. Yeah, do it. But I can't. I can't. I have old parents in this area that need to be taken care of. So we're stuck here until they die. Move them to the north and then push them out onto the snow drifts like (laughs) like like the Inuits do. Do that. I guess that's an option instead of them just dying. Yeah. Just hurry it along a little bit. That's what I say. <laughs> Out you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where's your will, mother? Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, right. let's see. I do have a game question. A gaming question that was asked to us on our uh, Facebook group. I'm ready for it. By I'm ready a, for it. It was a new member. And, of course, they had a name that is not one I usually see here in, uh, you know, uh, Texas or Oklahoma. It was a Michael... But the L had like a slash through it. And then like the the rest of the name was like, it, it looked like East uh, uh, Eastern European or something to me. Right, yeah. Anyway, so this... this uh, Mikkel. They asked a top 10 list of five player games. 10? And I replied in the Facebook post, I said... Get bent. Well, first of all, it's just... First of all... <laughs> you can't tell me what to do. First of all, Mikkel. Yeah, we so don't play five-player games. We don't play five-player games, Mikkel. No, I don't have four friends. <laughs> I've only got two, and we play three-player games yeah. around these parts. Also, I have zero desire for the most part to ever play a five-player. Well, game that's where I- you're wrong. That's where you are wrong because a good five-player game doesn't have those downtown moments, which is not what you're going to say because you. You were well, 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 I understand there are some, well, I was thinking there's games like Anachrony, uh, there's games like, uh, Scythe, Underwater Cities. Yeah. If you go beyond three player with those, oh my God, 
You're yeah. just waiting. Downtime Abbey. Downtime Abbey. That's a callback. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. But that's not the game. They're, they're, go on then. What's your what's your top top twenty five player games? <laughs> I asked them what type of games they like, and they replied they do like worker placement, like light to light to medium weight euros. So that's the style. So I was thinking, you know, like even Viticulture is a smooth game but at five players i would have no desire no you can just about get away with loads of water deep at five i think that moves quickly enough um to, so as to... far as go, go ahead sorry no 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 i've got i've got i've got, I've got a list of things but they're not that the euros sort of but the, but the more as you say the more thinky a game is the less you're going to want to play it at five that's why the ideal play account for most euros is three because you need enough yeah. you need enough for some competition going on but not enough that you want to hurl yourself out the window because everyone's taking too long so so the, the the better ones at five are the ones with the more um player interaction which which usually means they're slightly less thinky games yeah. and more and more in, intuitive games well that's what i was thinking there's like some genres that lend themselves more towards that like auction yeah, yeah, auctions. auctions like high, yeah. I said high society. Yeah, yeah, that was one of mine. Uh, modern art, that's another one. That's a really Q- good one. Yeah. Uh, QE, we played that at BGG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, I forget. I think we had six players in that one. And it's real good because you're all playing at the same time. You're bidding and you're involved. The only game, I mean, I didn't get much time to look through. But as far as like area control, one I think would be good although you would get very angry, is Godfather Corleone's Empire. Because it is super cutthroat, it would be very tight, and you would be constantly engaged because you're going to get blown off the map and you're going to want to seek revenge, that type of thing. But the good thing about area control games with higher player counts is with three-player games, area control doesn't work very well because because there's always two people ganging up against one person, which feels really unpleasant. Whereas, at least with five people, there's usually a few skirmishes going you know a few conflicts going on with various people so that works better the auction games are your classic ones your modern art your um high society one game that i really recommend at five that has got lots of chunky um euro mechanics but also lots of um auction type elements is Keyflower. that is a fantastic game and scales really really well that that scales well at four uh, at two and at five which is uncommon um, so that's a good one, and 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 the other one which I would really recommend highly is Libertalia. Um, that that that's that's a good game with 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 five players as well. It seems to be all the rage. We just uh, it's something about it just didn't click for us, but everyone else everyone else seems to like it. Well, you've got no idea what you're talking about. Uh, I have down. I had down Godfather because it's yeah the whole area control is cutthroat. You're very engaged. Other than that, maybe Western Legends, because you're constantly riding around and fighting each other in that one as well. Your, your, your classic one from the past would be Seven Wonders. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Card drafting. Uh, any rolling right, pretty much? You're all doing the same stuff at the same time? Yeah. Maybe Azul as well. Does that play five? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I bet it does. Uh, Yido. That's another one. Moonrakers is a negotiation style game. 
Empires Age of Discovery. That goes up to six. And then, and although you will have to wait your turn, the way that Empires Age of Discovery has that little action selection thing and you put your workers on there, you're constantly engaged, not only with worrying about your, losing your spot, but also when you do go over and go over to the American map and get your spices or whatever, then you're going to be fighting each other. And that's a, it's a, it's a good one at a high count. Yeah. Uh, Azul doesn't only pays up to four, so you're wrong about that one. <laughs> you're wrong. What? How dare you? Cosmic Encounter. There you go. There's another one that'll be good at five. Oh, oh God. All, all these, uh, Skull King. There's a good one. Skull King's a fantastic uh, game. taking. I see. I mean, but that would never make my list. Those two games. Well, you, you can't. You can't just keep on saying, "Oh, well, that's trick taping. Oh, that's card drafting. Oh, that's." Well, he asked me for mine, and I okay. This is yours, but I on my list, I will strike Cosmic Encounter and Skull King. Well, you don't know what you're talking about, folks. Skull King. It's the finest game ever made. No, possibly. it's just trick taking. They're all the same. They're not all the same. And number they two, are. all worker placements are all the same. They're all these games are the same. It has a, oh, I played a six of hearts. My seven of hearts beats that. Oh no, you got a trump card. That's every trick taking game ever. Yeah. You, you, have you ever played Skull King? Yes. Well, I'm the, the pirates are the trumps. Well, no, for the Skull that's, King. That, that's not the interesting bit about it. Oh, <laughs> Shut your jaundiced face. <laughs> And then the mermaid beats the pirate, yeah, yeah, that, but that's the kraken, the no. kraken beats the mermaid. Right, that's I mean. it. That's it. I'm deleting this podcast. You, you've made the mistake of having me record my end, <laughs> but I don't have to put up with this <laughs> this rudeness. Uh, the I, interesting thing the is you're trying to lose tricks. Okay, sometimes you're trying to lose them, sometimes you're trying to win them. It's hilarious. Oh, Apart from no. for you, who only likes you get, playing. You know what you look. You're the tang- uh, uh, tango man. That's what you are, and you won't even know what that means, but you are. You, you, uh, spades is the exact same thing. Trick taking hasn't pl- changed since spades. Well, do you know what? You can still go Nello or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't play many. I Neil, say, I, where I, you're, you're I, trying I ju- not to take a, you're trying not to get a trick. Yeah, I was saying this to someone the other day. I think because I played a game where some someone I looked it up and it was basically the same as a traditional card game. And just because it's the same as a traditional card game, don't say it's not a good game, idiot. I don't like trick-taking. Well, you've got no idea. I'm, I'm, do you know what? I'm, I'm glad you won't come to my house. That's what I'm saying. There's not enough very... They have made no progress on the trick-taking. I'm just... I'm just beyond <laughs> speaking to you there. And that's going to do it for this episode. <laughs> oh, Last Light. That's a good one. Does that... That plays up to only plays up to four last light. So, oh, is that the Roy Kennedy game? Yeah, it's good. Uh, I missed out on that one. Well, I'd get it when it comes to retail. It was quite quite pricey on 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 Kickstarter. I think I think um, retail will be where it makes its mark because it is a truly truly very good game. I haven't I haven't kickstarted. I haven't game founded. I haven't even purchased uh, my my one Kickstarter finally came in. Backyard Chickens. It's been sitting on the table for two weeks now. Because I have no one to play it with. Yeah, man. you should get. Uh, you should back the Core Quest expansion. I've heard that's good. Does it have a solo? It does. Yeah, Core Quest is solo. <laughs> well, then yeah. I may get it. That's what. Yeah. I, that's why I have to. I only. I try. I bought this game with the mistaken the mistaken thinking that I have since given up on for quite some time. But yet, this is the outlier that. Oh, maybe my wife or Charday will be interested in this game. 
Just stop. They're not interested. My wife has finally just told me, I don't want to play your games. <laughs> I'm like, okay, now I know. I will stop looking for the family quote unquote style games because they're not interested. That's why I had a dream where Jerry died. It was a sad dream. Okay. First thing I thought of in that dream, who am I going to play my games with? Because that's it. It's Jerry and Enrique. Every now and then I go to another. Join a board game club or something like that. I live in Northeast Texas, Dan. There's no one here. I'd have to travel to Dallas, which is two hours away, to find anything board game related. Are you sure? I I live in the sticks. I live in a rural area. Do you have a farm? Huh? Do you have a farm? Do you have a homestead? I'm not that rural. My in-laws do. North East Texas board. Okay. It's going to pull up Dallas, which is nowhere near me. I mean, it's near if you want to hop in a car and drive for two hours. The other side is Texarkana, another two hours away from me. I didn't even know Texarkana was um, was a actual place. Yeah, I think it was made most popular by a movie about some serial killer that went through there or something. Okay. There's a movie called Texarkana. It's in the Smokey and the Bandit theme tune. There's also a movie called Paris. Talk about Paris, Texas. I don't think it's, I don't think it has anything really to do with actual city, but. Is there a movie called Huddersfield? No, there's very little called Huddersfield. Even Huddersfield itself is reluctant to call itself Huddersfield. Um did you find anything on your Googling of my area? <laughs> Don't be Googling my areas. <laughs> Are you near Bryan College Station? No. <laughs> oh, no. That is many, many, many hours away. That's where uh, Texas A&M is at. That's like probably five or six hours away you'll have to drive that over there to the <laughs> weekly game night meetups at murphy's law and Cardi's pub <laughs> are you near plano yes that's uh and again about an hour and a half away you need to you need to move move up north that's what i say uh, we had this we had this discussion when was that i don't remember that we'll have to take our parents and push them out into the snow Move to Madison, then you can push them into the lakes of the uh, the Great Lakes. And move to Madison, then you can go to Madison Board Games and Beer. I like Madison. I've been there before. But here's another thing. I don't know. I'm, I've, I've said this when it comes to us going to board game conventions. I'm not an outgoing person. I'm not the type of person that walks up to strangers and says, Hey, can I join your game? Well, usually game groups, This a good game group will have someone there to welcome you and get you into a game. That's certainly what our game group does. But so I just walk in the door and look forlorn. Yeah, walk in the door, look forlorn, and someone, either Flavian, uh, the uh, the CEO of Hache in the UK, or mm. or various other members of the group, will, will come over to you and say, you're here for the board game club? Do you want to play a game? Here, come sit down with me, and they'll gather some people around, and then teach you a game, and then you'll play it. That sounds very nice. Yeah, yeah. It's not, because yeah, they, they were a bunch of weirdos in that, that board game club. <laughs> And and I would be one of them. Yeah, exactly. You'd be the one no one wants to play with. Everyone would, everyone would see you come in and they'd all leap out the back. That's what I'd do. Oh, they'll, they'll look at me and they'll say, hey, is that Gobby from the Board Game Snobs podcast? The famous Gobby. <laughs> the, the jaundiced one. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Uh, the one who looks like right. a tangerine. What? Um, 
I do have a fuzzy little fuzz right here on top. Tangerines don't have fuzz. You're thinking oh, of peaches. Oh, that's a peach. Oh, a nectarine, look, maybe you're thinking look, of. Look, I don't know fruits. I don't know where New Zealand's at. No, you certainly don't. What about kiwis? That That's both your Achilles heels all in one. What's, <laughs> what's, what does a kiwi look like? <laughs> well, first of all, you found it just off the coast of France. And it's fuzzy and green. I know that much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you eat kiwis the, the skin on or the skin off? I don't eat kiwis. Why not? What have you got against kiwis? They're disgusting. How? What are you talking about? They're disgusting. I eat key lime pie. I've never had a key lime pie. I'm going to have one when I go to Miami. Ooh, they're good. You, sh- you need to go to the Dice Tower Retreat. I'm not that. El- I'm not that elite. I could get you in. Not everybody. Not, not everybody. <laughs> oh, the speakeasy. Yeah, I'll sneak you in the back. What we'll I'll do th- is we'll <laughs> use the same pass, and you wear. I, I'll you wear a, a false beard, and then. Throw it out the toilet windows to me. And I'll say, I'm the, uh, I'm, the, I'm the American Dan Hughes. Go, watcha, watcha. All right, hey up, lad. Hey up, hey up, lad. <laughs> there you go, you can do it. You get in, <laughs> you get in, and then and then you go to the toilet, throw the pass out the, the, the bathroom window, I'll catch it around the other side, run around, and I'll come in, and no one will ever know. That sounds like a plan. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it, baby. All right, well, thank you very much for once again. Your podcasts are always too short. I'm just getting into my stride. <laughs> I got, I got things. I've got to two do. hours I've got, left in me here, Gabby. I've got, I've got to go sit out in the sun. No, well, no, no. I, I, I actually, I, I actually, I, I actually you just bring your dialysis machine inside. We- <laughs> I actually am. I'm going to meet Jerry at a friend of ours, at Enrique's father's house. He actually has a real swimming pool, and we're fixing to go swimming and play water volleyball and frolic in the sun. So why can't you do a podcast at the same time? Take take your phone and put it in a plastic bag, oh, and then no, and then no. record. We don't have nothing to talk about. We haven't played no games. Well, we I don't want my equipment to get bad. You're, we you mentioned five-player you know games. You know, you know what you want? Huh? What, what's, what, what are you saying about your equipment? I don't want my equipment to get messed up. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> My podcast recording equipment. Oh, your recording equipment, as I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to suggest you don't go into the pool in that case. Uh, well, that's going to that's gonna no, be okay, a I'm weird keep way. You off. I'm going to keep putting you off until... <laughs> that's a weird way to end the podcast. <laughs> no, I'm going to keep putting you off until you... I keep trying to end it. Proper leg podcast. (laughs) We're going to. And now for my third ending. That's (laughs) going to do it for this episode of the Board Game Snobs podcast. What do you call an elderly kangaroo? That's the the question that they're all wanting to know. What do you call an elderly kangaroo? Oh, I thought you had a good pun in there for me. No, no, no. We don't do good puns on this podcast. I already know that. Kangaroo Jack, that was a film. Let's talk about that for 20 minutes. I, uh, that's one of Chardonnay's favorite movies. Is it really? Yeah. Yes. What other films have kangaroos in it? They've got you got you got Crocodile Dundee, surely. And especially Wasn't there Crocodile one Dundee. The... What's the one where he goes back to the outback? Is that three or two? Crocodile Dundee two is it? Crocodile Dundee two is where he goes that's back. My fa- that's my favorite one. I like that one. It is my favorite as well. Yeah. Out of all the Crocodile Dundee, all the hundreds of Crocodile Dundee films. That stands up as the it's been out like, of that magnificent it's a, franchise. It's the Empire Strikes Back of Crocodile Dundee films, I think. <laughs> it really was because like the, he got hurt. Yeah, I remember he got hurt because she thought he was the bad guy and she shot him. Remember that? 
I do. I, I, he had reversed places with the drug lords, and he was wearing the drug lords' clothing, and she shot him thinking he was her, the bad guy. It still brings a tear to my eye. Does it that? does. Yeah. You know, okay, Crocodile Dundee, a ridiculous movie, but it's got some good, it's got a good soundtrack. It's got yeah. a good theme song, a good yeah. theme song. Yeah, Crocodile Croc- Dundee, Crocodile Croc- Dundee, Crocodile Dundee, Crocodile Dundee. Captain. That's going to do it for this episode of the board game. What other films have they got with kangaroos in it? <laughs> Kangaroo Jack, Crocodile Dundee. I can't think of any other films. I'll just Google this, Gabby. Hang a second. Films. You're, you're hijacking my show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy. Films with kangaroos. Top search on uh, uh, Christopher Robin. Oh, yeah. It's got to be number one. Oh, Tank Girl. Of course. Tank Girl. I don't even remember that movie. Oh, well, it's a good film. Um, I just remember that's the movie with... uh, uh, Ice-T is a kangaroo. What was her name? Ice-T. He's a man. man. Ice-T's male. The girl that was in Tank Girl, the main girl, Lori Petty. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't play a kangaroo, though. Ice-T did. No, but she was the main character, and then she made like all those movies in the 90s, and then hasn't done much I get her, Much I get like Polly Shore. What happened to Polly Shore? I'll, I'll Google it. What happened to <laughs> Polly Shore? And then we'll come back to the kangaroo question in a second. All the Winnie the Pooh films, they've all got kangaroos in as well. What happened I, I think he's like Paul, trying to podcast these days which is your your keyboard is really loud it's a mechanical keyboard oh my god <laughs> what <laughs> happened to paulie shaw he's on board game barrage podcast changed his name to kellen well there you go <laughs> that there explains go. it all uh, and now for the half dozenth time, thanks for listening to the board game stuff. But you really jo- are wanting to keep talking, aren't you? Jo- Joey's another film with kangaroos in it. <laughs> I'm trying Res- to rescue the show us down under, so uh, I can let's... don my bikini and go swimming. Uh, Skippy, Skippy the bush kangaroo, the film. Oh that's that's one. He's not uh... going to stop. He's not <laughs> stopping. No wonder kangaroo no wonder Jack. My- Good day, no, USA. Mike doesn't oh, record with him hardly anymore. No yeah. wonder. Um, we may be running out here. Wolf Creek 2. That can't be true. Wolf Creek. I go skiing there sometimes. Well, I, I bet Quigley Down Under had kangaroos in it somewhere. Quigley um, Down Under. The finest of Tom Selleck movies. Yep. Where he was a Western man. In the Down shooting area. bad guys with a rifle that he would flip the side up on, and everybody thought that was so cool back in the day. It, um, it, Big Daddy as well, apparently, with Adam Sandler. I've not seen that one, but does that have a kangaroo in it? You're the Big Daddy expert. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not a Adam Sandler aficionado. Uh, I've seen most of his movies, but I do not remember a kangaroo specifically. So, anyway, I know you want to keep on talking, Gabby, but we, we really must go. Um, if you do know of any can- kangaroo movies, um, could you please go to the uh, Board Game Email. Barrage Discord? Go to the Board Game Barrage Discord, and and in Favorite every forum they've got, every forum they've got, name all the kangaroo movies. Um, that would be lovely if you could do that. Top five, top five kangaroo movies. Everyone's top five kangaroo movies. Board Game Barrage Discord channel. Go for it. There you go. There you go. Uh, <clears throat> all right. 
<laughs> Let's see. This might be number seven or eight. Thanks for listening to the Board Game Snobs podcast. Dan, thanks for coming on here and ruining this episode with your kangaroo right. talk. Your wild wallaby uh, incantation. We did do wallaby movies, did we? Hang on, I bet there's not many. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna just cut. I'm just gonna like in the. I'm just gonna Skype out in call. That's what I'm gonna have to do. Uh, Wallaby Jim Island. That's one. <sighs> Categories: films about wallabies and George of the Jungle. I, I'm, I'm. I, it just, just. I, don't, I mean, I'm, I've, I don't. I don't know what to do anymore. I don't know. <laughs> Kangaroo, what to do. a love hate story. That's like you. <laughs> well, how, what is that between two kangaroos or a man and a kangaroo? What is that? It's, it's an environmental documentary. Oh, uh, I don't, I don't do documentaries. No, no, that's Mike Delisio's. Have, have you have you pressed stop recording yet or not? No. Oh, I've join us waiting. next week. Join us next week on Board Game Snobs. That's going to be we'll go through the Wallaby movies. Bye. And then we're going to move on to Wombats. I'm done. <laughs>